What's up, everybody? What a great entrance. Not, not a bad, not a bad song to go into. You can never not get down to that song. You guys. It's a celebratory song. One of my favorite songs. Hungry Like the Wolf. Because I'm hungry for a, a Sunday spectacular episode. I was mulling around. You know, we've had some banger guests after banger guests after banger guests. And today, we are just going to top it once again with the legend, the, the visionary, the, the absolute man of men, Riker Lynch. I, I didn't misspeak. No, I didn't say Steve Harvey. No, I didn't say Barack Obama. Those guys can't hold a candle to my guest today. His name is Riker Lynch. You ever heard of him? Founder, creator of R5. Actor on Glee, Dancing with the Stars, the biggest robbery on Dancing with the Stars of all time. Um, a good personal friend of mine. We've we've grown to become soulmates in a sense. <laughs> Buddy's about to be on them. Buddy about to be a rude episode. Drew Dirksen, thank you, guys. I've been hitting the gym. Oh, guys, we have so many things to talk to uh, cover. With my guest today and have some special announcements at the end of the show. Welcome to Bobby For Real. Sunday Instagram Live. Uh, comedy Instagram show podcast. Who knows? The next Joe Rogan. I'm sipping a margarita. You can tell I already got the flow going because my special guest today, Riker Lynch. He's a fan of mixology. He's sort of a James Bond-esque suave persona. And without further ado, guys... We're going to enjoy his wonderful company. No, no stand-up jokes, because he doesn't need an intro. He is the man. Pounds, how you doing? The Dirty Marks, Drew. Little Sippy Sips. Breaking the diet. Got to do it for the boy. Ah. So, enough dilly-dallying, you guys. The moment you've all been waiting for. Um, someone I'm really proud to bring on here. Someone who's inspired me. He's got a lot of good things going on right now. Some special projects that he's going to be telling us about. Uh, so please welcome, my pleasure to, to invite to Bobby For Real, for the very first time, my man, the man, the myth, the legend, Riker Lynch. There he is! Yo. What's up, man? How you doing? I'm doing fantastic. I gotta tell you, that, uh... That right there, that whole intro with, uh, with uh, you know, with the Duran Duran coming in. I mean, that, this was, the, this is the greatest, most fun I've had watching any intro of all time. And that, I'm not even just saying that because it was like, I was the part of the intro. But man, Bobby, you got it going on, bro. That was phenomenal. Hey, only the best for the best. That's I all I got to say. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. Uh, Cheers. And, uh, dude, cheers. I knew you'd have the mug ready. I got the tall glass. Okay? You do. I love it. Uh, <laughs> I got the pineapples. Oh, the pineapple. Okay. That's a little Riker and the Beachcombers uh, vibes going on right there. Absolutely. You know it. Also, the fur coat. Like, who can pull that better off than you, man? Look at that fit right now. You're by the pool. You just got the vibe, man. Yeah, you That's know what? So it's cool. been it's been kind of cloudy and cold in California, so I was like, you know what? I I want to be outside because the sun's not down yet. 
I got yeah. a fire right here lit by me. I got my margarita, and I was like, this just calls for a, for a coat. It's like 58 degrees. I don't know what's going on in California right now. But, <laughs> Who knows? But we're going we're gonna to live with it, and we're going to make it work. You know what? It just, it just it gives you an excuse to wear layers. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's, that's the best way to go. And, I mean, the style is immaculate. So, you know, Thank it's almost you, like I welcome the cold weather. Yes, when you when it, when you have cold weather, like the people, you know, uh, you know, the fashion in New York and London, everybody always talks about that. It's because they're cold. They can wear like four cool jackets at one time. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like we we just gotta wear the tank tops and the short shorts out here, and we're good. Yeah, I, I though I will I will say I do love that. I love days where I literally only wear board shorts all day oh, long yeah. and flip flops. I, I don't even bother putting a shirt on because it's the perfect weather. <laughs> yeah, going to school, growing up and going to school out here, that was just what I wore every single day. When I went Amazing. to uh, college up in Oregon, I used to get crap for wearing ankle socks. Everybody's like, why are you wearing ankle socks? I'm like, you guys don't understand. If you don't wear ankle socks in California, you're getting tan lines for days. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, man. Well, cheers, man. It's an honor to cheers. have you on. You've it's been an honor probably... to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Dude, it's so nice to see you. Well, um, first off, how, uh, congratulations. How's it feel to be an uncle, dude? The first, uh, oh, first dude. one. Yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty incredible. You know, you don't quite realize just how uh, just how quick you're going to love something, mm. and uh, just looking at that little guy. I mean, first of all, he's a stud. Like most newborn babies, don't look that good. He's a stud oh, no. already. So no, you know that was that was obviously uh, really kind of a hilarious thing. I mean, he's got two really good looking parents, so it kind of makes sense. But true, uh, like it yeah. was inevitable. Exactly, you know. It, <laughs> but uh, it's it's a cool thing for sure. Yeah, because people always talk about having to lie about ugly babies, and it was really nice that we didn't have to do it this time around. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, yeah, they're so cute. Oh, my God. But, <laughs> get, yeah. get, get out of here. Well, yeah, I have a feeling that. I have that... a niece here uh, in a, any, any day now. I have a niece in Denver. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's awesome, dude. Oh, yeah, that's so, so cool. I got, I got a nephew and a niece. Uh, you know, nieces right behind them. So, Man. it's kind of funny. It's best of both worlds right away. Yeah, dude, for sure. That's so cool. Have you – do you feel that like, – so you're talking about like that, that capacity to love has grown at all. Like, have you and uh, Van even thinking at all? Like, hey, uh, maybe we're thinking about getting <laughs> something going here. We definitely talk about it, but we have um, both of us have a lot that we want to do in like career world and uh, just sort of like we're, we we want to travel a lot. And everyone, everybody that has kids, are like, yo, you can do that with a kid, but we we just want to do it to a, a little bit of like an extreme level of traveling. Yeah. Um, and, and, and like I said about our careers, like, I, I don't know, I'm, I'm just now, you know, kind of taking a, a, a big step forward in directing and, and doing filmmaking stuff, you know? So I just, I, when I have a kid, I just want to be like, that's all I'm worried about. I'm just yeah. taking, I'm just raising a child, you know, I'm going to try yeah. to raise the best possible human I can. And I want to devote all my attention to that. And right now I just, I know that I'm not, ready to do that <laughs> that's awesome so you just be the funkle until then yes exactly <laughs> funkle dude that's so cool i mean that's such a good mentality to have like i've felt the same i'm a, I, just from my own like being young i mean i don't have a, a wife either so you know, that's a, a big problem but uh, yeah i feel the same <laughs> way like one day. get the things that you want to accomplish done first and then you can like pour everything into them that way you don't you never resent a kid but you definitely want to get everything that you'd want to do on the solo because your life will change. Like you were saying. So that's yeah, cool. It's gonna be, that's when another that baby. happens, it'll be a big change. Yeah. That's another baby that guaranteed good looking baby. So I won't be worried when you, <laughs> when you. you guys finally have one, I won't have to lie to you. Yes. <laughs> okay. So we got the marks flowing. Um, dude, uh, 
tell me, well, what's your go-to drink? Because I, you know, I just got the Jose Cuervo mix. I'm not much of a mixologist, but I know you're interested in mixology. The only the couple of drinks that you've ever made me were the best drinks I've ever had in my life compared to oh, any well, bar thanks, or anything. Man. And I thank think you. I, because, I appreciate that. Yeah, of course, dude. I think it's because, well, like number one, like you know, you're just a talented man. You got like a you got a good taste, but you also got that that suave personality. You know, you you rock the fur coat. You wearing the the Brad Pitt got, uh, glasses when we play. Oh poker. yeah, those will come out as soon as the sun goes down. <laughs> how, how, what inspired sort of like the the mixology? Like, what's your what's your favorite drink to make? What do you think is your best drink? And then, what why do you think that you're so good at uh, making drinks? Like, a, a, a applying to your own personality. Um. Okay. So my favorite is and my go-to is definitely a uh, tequila, old-fashioned, and, and like a, a decent, you know, kind of mid mid-shelf, top-shelf range of tequila. My personal favorite is the uh, Casamigos Añejo. That's that makes the best old-fashioned, in my opinion. Was um, that the one that was on set of the movie that, that all the empty bottles? Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. That, yeah. That was that good. brand was on set. We didn't we didn't actually make uh, old fashions there, but yes, that that's the brand, the brand. I like. Yeah. Um, I, and I think that uh, I don't know. It's just something that's it, that's just like a classic drink. It's so simple, but if you don't measure everything out right, like is there's three ingredients. You know, it's simple syrup, bitters, and the booze. You know, the tequila, and if you don't measure it out properly, it just gets a little funky. So it's very simple and easy, but you got to really, you got to, you know, use your attention to detail. And I think that's what I like about uh, mixology is when I, so when I started uh, back in my party days, uh, <laughs> you know, it was like, everybody was just like, it's a, you know, you call it, a, we call it a two-handed pour. It's Jack and Coke. It's, you know, Sprite, vodka. It's just yeah. two things. And you just Captain Riker. <laughs> yeah. And so, so a Captain Riker is a good, good, good example because it's, you know, you're looking for something quick and by, by the pool, but you also want it to taste good. So yeah, I, I just, I like the things that are a little bit more uh, complicated, not necessarily to make, but complicated and like for your palate, there's a little bit more mm. going on than just a Jack and Coke. Yeah. Um, and I don't really know. I think, I think at one of our parties, uh, so back in the day r5 we had like a band house and we we had parties and all kinds of stuff oh, like i didn't know all all the time yeah we'll have to talk about those dude uh, yeah you're gonna you're gonna get into some of those stories too yeah <laughs> and, yeah dude honestly if we would have known each other back then uh i mean we still have a great time obviously yeah you know, we have many memories together already but uh sure. that would you would have you would have thrived at these parties they were very very fun <laughs> And I, so at one of the parties, I don't know, I just got behind the bar and I just started making drinks for everybody. And it just felt kind of natural. And it was a fun <laughs> place to be because you know what I love about it is so you, we have like pretty fairly big parties and everybody at one point or another has to come to the bar to get a drink. So yeah. I got to talk to every single person at the party. Oh, nice. So that was kind of a cool thing. Um, and then just to wrap up your other question, the drink I think I make the best uh, is probably, I think my margaritas are pretty good, especially if I do it uh, like fresh from scratch, you know, fresh lime juice um, and simple syrup and the whole thing. But uh, the tequila old fashioned, I've made those and even rum old fashions. Um, I like whiskey, but not as much as tequila and, and not as much as rum. Uh, but I've made that the most, probably. I think those are pretty good. And then, you know, Captain Rikers, I, I just kind of threw that together, and it ended up uh, being very tasty. So those, those <laughs> are my full side drink. 
That was one of the first interactions we had ever had. You were like, you know what, Bobby? I'm going to hook you up with the Captain Riker. And from then on, it was just it was just glory from there. Yeah, so that that was uh, Cape, Cape Prince Bachelor Party? Yeah, Cape Prince Bachelor yep. Party. That was awesome. And that was why the um, the Hungry Like a Wolf was an allusion to the wedding. We were kind of on, on all right. fours, howling, going crazy. Oh, but yeah, yeah. Dude, that's awesome. <laughs> that was so much fun. Oh, my gosh. I love, I love dude, well, that wedding. That was great. That's funny that you were saying that because um, – We've already made so many like cool memories together and stuff, and it's all been during COVID. You know the confines. You know we've been all being yeah. safe during COVID. So who knows? You know once everything kind of clears up, what kind of stuff we'll get into. I know, right, man? And <laughs> and, and, really and cool. even even then, you you uh, contributing to the film. You know you're you're a, you're a backer of Aliens on Halloween. You were in it. You're one of the producers. It was like. It's it's just really crazy how uh, how uh, how we've developed a pretty awesome friendship through a pandemic, <laughs> dude. It's it's crazy. Like you wouldn't even ever consider that, and it's it's really cool because a lot of people. I've just been hearing this guy uh, talk about it. Um, to, a lot of people were thinking of the um, a lot of the negatives of the pandemic, which is a natural you know uh, response to something so horrible that there are a lot of negative things that came about it, but. There's been, especially for me, so many blessings that have come out of it. And he was talking about the mentality of sort of with the pandemic and sort of the natural climate we live in today, the sort of mentality is kind of like, uh, like, oh, what next? But he's mm -hmm. like, say the same words, but in a different tone, like, what's next? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and that's yeah, kind of yeah, yeah. how my mentality's been, because I, I was like, you know that. what, some of the things like, before this had happened, before I started working for Caper and I was doing some job I didn't really like out of college, you know, it was just that nine to five grind, not just really miserable with what I was doing. And then I just got put onto this journey where I was able to start to meet some of the most amazing people and then get, get, get go to the, go to an amazing wedding and go, get put in a, a freaking movie. Like when I tell my friends and family <laughs> about my experience, like, I, I don't like, I don't know. I was trying to play it cool. I was there on set. We can talk more about the movie later. But, like, there was a point where I was just sitting in the backyard, like, like, what is going on in my life right now? Like, this is so <laughs> awesome. But it was the culmination oh, so of our friendship that, and all the great times. And, yeah, dude, and the way you handle yourself is just why I have so much admiration for you is just how professional and keen. Just like how you make the drinks, you're just a man who can just keen in on the little details and really, like, capitalize on those certain things. So that's really, really cool. Just a walking stud muffin, man. <laughs> well thank you man likewise likewise i think of course uh, I, I can't thank you enough for being a part of the film and you did you did a fantastic job it was so that, fun dude that line we're not gonna give any spoilers or anything but the line that you gave me is the culmination of my entire life nothing will top <laughs> that experience of that like i don't even i don't care if i'm in a tarantino movie you know if no line there could ever top what you get giving me so you know thank you for that <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm happy to hear that, man. You you absolutely crushed it, and uh, I think uh, hopefully we can take it to some film festivals and take it to the next level. Yeah, and I'm excited for the premiere that uh, with everybody. Is that that's coming up soon, right? Before it all, yeah. Or... Soon, soon as uh, you know, as soon as people are are you know kind of comfortable with uh, getting uh, getting. I, I guess Rylan had a pretty big birthday party, so <laughs> people seem pretty comfortable being around people again. So. You know, we'll we'll probably put that in, um, you know, late summer or uh, or early fall maybe, and um, uh, well, yeah, we'll get we'll get a nice big screening together, and uh, we'll have a we'll have a full torch party mode, man. It's gonna be fun. <laughs> we'll we'll get more into that as we wrap up, but you guys have no idea what you're in for from the mind of Riker and 
company uh huge project coming soon that you guys have seen obviously aliens um which is so cool um so something i wanted to get into that I've, i haven't really talked to you much about uh it's like assumed knowledge but uh when i had rydell on here she was telling me a lot more about the origins of r5 and i found mm -hmm. it really fascinating and she was always during the whole interview is like, you got to get Riker, you got to get Riker, because he'll remember <laughs> things way better than I will. And I was always like, okay. So she had like sort of these vague memories, but she's like, Riker will be able to tell you so many extra things. So um, I remember she telling me that like, well, basically you were the catalyst of a lot of the stuff that sort of like manifested and sort of like snowballed into the phenomenon that was R5 and then everything that kind of sparked on after it. So can you kind of tell me about the early, because you know, as, as, when you were a kid, you were interested in acting, singing, and you, you wanted to start a band. Can you kind of tell me about uh, your memories of wanting to start that band and then just kind of how it all just took off, like, from that young age and how you were kind of the, the main guy, like, the main catalyst for all this crazy stuff happening. And, you know, like, you, like, you, of your entire family, you kind of got everyone to just take off to the moon, dude. So kind of tell me <laughs> about that. And that's just so fascinating. Thanks, man. Uh, well, yeah, we'll, well, we'll go back. We'll go back way far. Um, I mean, as early as I can remember, my dad was playing, you know, Bruce Springsteen and my mom was playing Madonna and Michael Jackson. And I remember watching a, a video of Elvis and just being like, that guy is the coolest person <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. And so, you know, just, just getting into music sort of like that and, and basically watching videos of Elvis and Michael Jackson and, you know, trying to imitate them and wanting to perform. And, you know, we'd have family over to the house and I'd be like, oh, let me, you know, let me perform for you guys and, you know, do that whole thing. And then when the boys got a little bit older and we started watching, uh, you know, NSYNC and Backstreet Boys. Oh, yeah. I, we, I would like learn, watch the, watch the VHS. And then I would get Rocky and Ross to like learn the dance moves with me. And then we would put on like NSYNC concerts. Oh, that's and awesome. uh, it was sort of just like, it was sort of just like a hobby. Like, I don't think I was really thinking anything of it. Um, mm -hmm. But then when I was like, uh, I was probably like seven, six or seven. And my mom put me in, uh, put the whole family in actually into uh, basically like a glee choir. Uh, if, if you, those of you who watched Glee, it was like the same kind of thing. You would sing and dance and you would learn songs and learn choreography and, you know, you'd go and perform. We performed at like amusement parks and uh, old folks homes and uh, malls, you know, just like little yeah. things like that. And uh, so it was really fun. And I was naturally, I naturally just loved it. Uh, and I little did I know I actually couldn't sing. I had no reference of like pitch which was kind of funny i realized that later on but i wow. thought i could do it so i just loved it and you know we were rocking and rolling and then um kind of through that there was a summer camp and that's when we would put on plays um and so i got like we did a couple seasons of it where we were all kind of like smaller characters and then i got um I'm trying to think of the first one i think i got peter pan and i got the lead in it um so we, you know, so that's sort of where acting sort of started becoming a thing. I got Peter Pan and then I got uh, Aladdin and then I got Prince John in Robin Hood, who's the bad guy, which was super fun. That's so cool. And then I got, uh, I got a little older and then I got Danny in Greece. And so I, that's kind of where acting kind of came from was like theater stuff. Nice. And I realized that 
that was sort of uh, the the true uh, passion because I couldn't play music yet. I just loved being on stage. I just loved performing. But the, something about acting on stage and and being these other characters was really really fun for me. So then I started getting into you know watching more action films and whatnot. And so obviously James Bond was a huge one. And we were watching. Uh, we were watching. Uh, Rocky and I were watching Die Another Day. I must have watched Die Another Day like I don't know a thousand times. And so I kind of took those scenes, and I kind of reworded them to kind of fit with what I had available, which was like my house in Littleton with the family, and our cabin in uh, in the mountains. And so I wrote a couple scenes to kind of go with in those two locations and you know i would hand everybody their lines and i'd be like you know i would type it all out and i'd go here are your lines. Wow. how old were you when you were doing tomorrow. this i'm like 12 <laughs> <laughs> and at the same time we're you know we're still doing the the glee choir we're doing dancing we're playing hockey we're doing all this but something about that acting and directing thing came very naturally to me so now i'm like fast forward a little bit i'm like 16 and I'm thinking to myself, uh, we're doing a little bit more dancing and a little bit more hockey at this point. So I'm not getting my acting fix as much. Um, and I'm thinking to myself, all right, I'm, I'm probably going to move to Los Angeles when I'm 18 and, uh, I'm going to be an actor. I'm wow. going to try to be an actor. And so my, my mom mainly, but my parents, you know, together being the supportive, just incredibly supportive parents that they are, are like, well, let's go, let's just do it together and, and give it a shot. And, and also there was a, another acting showcase that was happening around this time in Colorado that we were going to and, you know, learning monologues and learning scene study and commercial work and stuff like that. So we kind of had a little bit of a, an understanding of what, it, of what it was going to be like in, yeah. um, in LA. And at the end of the showcase, the, the lady that was teaching us, uh, she had, um, an agent and a manager from Los Angeles come out and, and see us. And we like performed for them. We did scenes we did monologues and all this stuff. And yeah. then um, she, they basically were like, we're going to, we're going to sign or I guess the agent or I'm sorry, the manager was like, I'm going to sign Riker and Ross. And then the agent was like, well, I'm signing the whole family. <laughs> and the manager was like, okay, I'm going to sign the whole family too. <laughs> So did, you we that, that, did you realize that? Did you realize that all your siblings were like super, like super as talented as you? And were you kind of like, oh, like we could really have something really good here? Yeah, I, I don't think we ever thought of it as like talent. Like we, if we were any good, we just, we, I just enjoyed it. And I think the other guys were like, the other siblings were just sort of like watching people give me compliments and being like, yeah, I can do that too. I don't. I don't think they ever. Until we got out here, I don't think they realized what they were doing. I think they were gotcha. kind of following along. You know, I'm 16, so Rydell's 14, Rocky's 13. You know, you're 13 years old. You're just kind of like, oh, whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, like, oh, cool. We we get out here, and that's where it really started. You know, kind of snowball effect. We started booking a couple of commercials, and Rocky starts teaching himself how to play guitar. Huh. Then he shows, and we're going back and forth. We're driving from Colorado to california so we would wow. drive we'd stay there for a couple of weeks in a, in a motel and then we'd drive back 
Holy uh, you know, cow. So it's kind of back and forth, back and forth. My dad's business still uh, is residing in Colorado. So he stays there to run his business to pay for our little LA excursion. Wow, that's insane. Yeah. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. So we're going back and forth. Um, and so we're in LA. Rocky st- starts teaching himself how to play guitar. I'm like, that's pretty cool. Uh, he shows me a video of Fallout Boy. And I'm like, and I see Pete Wentz, and he's like, Riker, bro, you can play bass. And I see Pete Wentz, and I'm like, that dude is so cool. I definitely want to look into this playing bass. Around the same time, one of our times back in Colorado, my dad takes us to the legendary music venue called Red Rocks in Colorado. And uh, there's this new band. They're actually not new at the time, but they're kind of uh, growing bigger and bigger, and they're called OAR. And uh, we go – my dad takes Rocky and I to the show, and Rocky and I are just blown away. I mean, this this band, oh yeah, they're so freaking good live, and we're just watching it, looking at each other, going, "We probably need to look into this because <laughs> this is way too cool." That's so cool. So, really big fast forward, just because it's a cool story. Uh, but fast forward to 2019, I go out on tour with OAR. <laughs> no way, really. Yeah. Wow, dude, that's so cool. Have you ever did you ever perform at Red Rocks? Not yet. Oh, soon though. Soon it'll it'll happen. Oh, that's cool. So, well, did you kind of tell them about your origins and just be like, God, I... Oh yeah, yeah. I was like, I, you know, the first two shows, I like kind of kept it cool, and I was just like, I oh, I told the story on stage thing, but I I kind of retold them uh, on like the second or third show, and uh, it was just. Yeah, it was it was a very cool moment. They're such respectful guys. The OER, the whole crew, they were really great. But um, anyway, so back to like twenty two thousand nine, really. Uh, we we start kind of learning instruments, and I can kind of play. And Rocky, you know, is getting pretty good. He starts teaching Ross a little bit more. And um, we meet Ellington at a dance studio out in California, and he's like, "Yeah, I play drums." And uh, we're like, "Well, we just learned how to play instruments. You should come over and jam with us." And you could tell he was just like, you know, he's been playing in bands. He's like, he's kind of like a legit musician at this point. You could tell he was like, yeah, 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 whatever. But he comes over anyway and he played with us. And I'll never forget just kicking into that first song. I was just like, oh my God. Dang. And uh, then, you know, later that year, uh, we just started playing shows around California. We, we started growing a little tiny fan base. You know, MySpace was a thing at the time. So people were following <laughs> us on MySpace. And it just kind of got lit, you know, slowly, slowly, pretty soon we had like 20 people show up at a show, which we were like, what? This is nuts. <laughs> then I got on Glee. I go on the Glee tour. Twitter is starts re- becoming really huge at this time. So I'm on Twitter. Everyone's finding me on Twitter because I'm the only blonde warbler. I go on the Glee tour. I come back. We play our first show with R5 in like, I don't, in like two or three months, our first show in a long time. And uh, 50 people show up. And we were, and like, it was the first time because this is when you're still going to on stage and you're still setting up your gear. Yeah. And I'm carrying my gear on stage. I'm carrying my amp and it's like huge. And I'm just trying to get it on stage. The band in front of us just finished and people are screaming just because we're there setting our gear up. And that's when we knew it was like, okay, this is something we, uh, you know, we're, we, we should, we should take this to the next level. So then, you know, we, uh, we talked to Hollywood records, Ross booked Austin and Allie. And the rest is history. Wow, dude! What what a what an origin story right there. That's insane, dude. That's so cool. And the fact that you guys would drive 
and sort of like you're in your own parents' foresight to kind of see like, let's try this something out. But I think that speaks a lot to you guys just kind of sending it and just following your, your dreams and your pursuits and your passions, which is just so, so inspiring and so, so awesome. Uh, when did you, uh, so that first moment when you guys were first playing and you kind of like really got that, Oh, like this could be a real thing. What, like, uh, like what kind of feelings do you, uh, do you sort of feel like in terms of like that passion growing and when you were first like on stage and acting, like how are they similar to like falling in love with like a certain craft? Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. There's, there's something about, so with the stage is, Oh, sorry. Hold on. Let me just turn my gas off. My, my, yeah, uh, my fire dude, the fire glow out. looks so cool on the, on the face. I, I, I must've ran out of propane. <laughs> um, <laughs> But anyway, so there's so something some tequila about, on like, there. <laughs> yeah, right. There's something about, I think, so the stage is like the live thing. There's something about being out there and whatever happens, happens. It's like, that's, that's it. You know, you got one, you're going to play that song one time that night and you're good. You know, uh, there's, it's, it's every show is slightly different. And then there's like the filmmaking side where, uh, there's just this huge collaboration. I mean, when you get to like a, these big levels, you know, you got a production yeah. designer, you got a makeup artist, you got a costume designer, you got a director of photography, you have camera operators, you have lighting, you know, I mean, and then you have the director and then you have the producers. I mean, and then you have the actors. It's a huge, huge collaboration. And something about that is so cool. When, when that man, amount of people can come together and do their job, just to the best they possibly can and it come out you know as like one cohesive thing it's something yeah. really really amazing of, and uh environment is super fun so i don't know i don't really know what it is about both of them like together but there's something individually that i can't get enough of of either of them <laughs> so cool man yeah actually coming from that from the sports world and like growing up playing football my whole, my whole life and playing college football and everything. When I was on set, I was just so taken aback by, cause I'm a guy who loves to be on a team. I love the teamwork. I, I love being around people. And like you said, the collaboration. So I can definitely get a sense of that where it was just kind of like, man, everybody's working together. And you know, the Patriots are very famous for saying, uh, do your job. And yeah. it's, just so, it's so friendly. And it was so cool to see that in like another aspect of something new that I've been exploring and like walking in. And it's just so cool, like to have, you know, like, like it, I can compare it to so many things. Like you were like the quarterback that day, you're like directing things around and like, you know, you have everybody doing their thing. You have people uh, doing makeup and stuff like people who like doing like holding the boom mic and stuff. And just like, you know, on a football team that you have the scout team players who are just as important because they prep people. And it's, it's so cool to like see that kind of synergy. Um, it's awesome to see how that can manifest in so many different kind of walks of life. That is cool, man. I never thought of it that, that way with like the football reference, because I, I, I didn't play football, but I, I re I understand a lot about yeah. the game and you know what I mean? But I, that's really cool comparison to like the scouts and the, you know, the, the, the yeah. offensive lineman and the quarterback, like everybody's like working together with the same goal. It's, that's very similar to filmmaking. For sure, yeah. There's guys that you play with in high school and even in college, and they never see a day past being on the scout team in practice. Some guys never even suit up for a game. But, yeah. like, 
they put in all their effort and you just realize like these guys are just as important because they're preparing you to go against a guy and the better that they do, the better look that you're going to have to be able to perform in the game. And it's just yep. really cool to see that, um, which is pretty awesome. But sports, Because I always think this, when I see you guys, I'm like, okay, amazing musicians, actors, plethora of, you know, triple threat, quadruple threat. I was like, but these guys could have been straight up athletes too. You guys are huge. Like I remember, I think your mom was saying like something that held you guys <laughs> back was that you were too big, like too tall, like too big and for acting. Cause they want like shorter people, like for like certain roles and stuff. And I was like, dude, these guys are legit athletes. Like I play, you guys, first of all, play every sport. I'm not, like I'm a pretty good athlete in my little disciplines, but you guys have a plethora of like things that you're just so good at. Like baseball, football, spike ball. It's like, <laughs> I, you guys could have chose, definitely chose sports and got like pretty far as well, which is amazing. You guys, I think, are just genetic animals. But uh, yeah, I, I found that really fascinating too. What if you think if you would have uh, dedicated to sports, what do you think it would have been, hockey? Yeah, definitely. I uh, there was a point in my life where I definitely I could have uh, I could have gone that direction. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it would have been hockey. I, I'm a lot better at hockey than I am at any other sport. I'm not bad at a couple other sports, but yeah, hockey for whatever reason, uh, I have what they call hockey sense, and oh, okay. I, apparently that's really hard to teach. Uh, I've oh, talked shoot. to a couple of uh, pro players about it, believe it or not. So oh shoot, let's go. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, he was like, yeah, one of my, uh, I guess, and he was, he is my cousin-in-law, so it was. Uh, <laughs> It was, uh, you know, it was a compliment, but he was a pro player nonetheless. Oh, wow. and, uh, he plays in the, he played in the NHL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's retired wow. now, but uh, yeah, he played for the Washington Capitals. Wow, dude, that's so cool. Yeah, I was gonna, I was always think of like, man, these guys. But it's cool that you guys. Uh, that's something I love about your family too. Is you guys are always trying to play sports too. So you guys get your sports fix as much as you can because, first of all, you're able to. It's amazing how incredibly athletic you are. Knowing people within, I guess, sort of the biz. Uh, yeah, I, even though I do more of like the social media side, it's like not a lot of people I feel like could have been athletes. But I'm always like, man, these guys, these guys could have made it really in anything. <laughs> uh, well, well cool. we're still trying to, we're still trying to make it in uh, entertainment. So we'll let you know how it goes. <laughs> and the trajectory is nice though. That's for sure. Um, Thank you. Well, you know what they uh, say, it's all about the journey, not necessarily the destination. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> get, oh, I said this today to my sister because she's a little stressed out. I, I hit her with the get busy living or get busy dying. <laughs> little Shawshank right there. Um, tell me, uh, tell me, um, tell me a wild, uh, like, first of all, what's it like to tour the world, the world in a band? And tell me, tell me a wild story, man, from, from your touring days. Some of the, <laughs> the younger Riker mischievous days. All right. Um, well, well, touring the world uh, is, is spectacular. I mean, traveling in general is one of the greatest things I think you could do. I think the, uh, the moment that really solidified mine and uh, Vanny's relationship was traveling. I brought her on tour for our European tour once. Wow. And we, you know, we're on a bus, we're sharing a bunk. It was like, you know, we're, if we got problems, they're going to come out right now. <laughs> Wow, that's and cool. It, it worked out, you know. We're gonna have you know ups and downs and little bickerings and whatnot. I mean, yeah, you know, that's just normal. But it wasn't anything major. So traveling is in, is incredible. 
doing it with your family was super super amazing um i i, lo I loved it it was just just seeing everybody and then and then you know being in a different country and then you know coming out on stage and people not knowing not the english isn't their first language but they know every single word to your song that's insane it's so insane it's absolutely fascinating and you know this the the handful of songs that i wrote they're singing them back to me it's like it, it's just it's it's, a, it's, it's, a it's very like cross-cultural like that's so crazy yeah. like yeah because you guys were like yeah huge in south america right yeah south america we played uh very very big stuff um like in Argentina, I think it was eight thousand people. Dang, dude, at this that's one insane. concert. And but that it, was it transcended one of the coolest concerts. It wow, was it transcended so like language. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. Wow. Um, I'm, I'm trying to think of like crazy tour stories for you. <laughs> uh, that's nice. So your family probably keeps you pretty grounded though while you're on that thing, right? Because that's you know. Oh yeah. Yeah, because I remember we, Drew. We, we was do that me. for each other too, like uh, like as far as siblings go. Like we're definitely on each other. Any anybody kind of gets like a, a big head or gets too too confident, we're like, okay, settle down there. You know, <laughs> that's but, probably really uh, nice. A really lot of funny. people don't don't get that probably if they're in similar situations. It could probably lead to a lot of a lot of problems down the road and stuff. Yeah, I, I actually, from from what I've heard uh, and talked to, you know, other people that have had you know ups and downs in their career they say the hardest part is uh you know nobody will tell you no wow you know because you're you're in charge you're the boss so you know you're like i want this i want that don't i don't want them to come in and they're just like okay 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 <laughs> you know and then we you know one of us gets a little uh gets a little intense or something and we're like what the heck's wrong with you <laughs> like we're fine yeah you know that's funny. Well, if you don't, if you can't think of a, a story, like tell me about the uh, the R five house. You guys were just throwing parties and stuff there. Like, was it post tour okay. or kind of like in between? Yeah. So, so it was like we were. Let's see. It was two thousand fourteen, and it was it was time for us to do our second album. And so we were like, let's go, uh, let's get a house together. Like, let's you know, let's let's have a house. We'll write the album in the house. It'll be we'll, it'll be super fun. So we got a house in Sherman Oaks, and. Uh, we moved in the day after Halloween. Oh, wow. So it was October 31st. Literally, I meet my wife, soon-to-be wife, uh, Savannah, at the time, soon-to-be wife. I meet her Halloween night, and we're moving into this morning, to this uh, house, you know, November 1st. It's Rocky's birthday. We're all hungover. <laughs> it, was like, it was hilarious. But we're so excited. We got this house. So um one of the first things that we do is we have like a big housewarming party and there is a fireplace so the, the backyard was, was nice it wasn't huge and it was up in the sherman oaks hills so you know a yeah. great view of the city there's like a fireplace built in there's a pool table next to it um and so the fireplace is uh it's not working you know, and we're like trying to light it and we got the gas turned on and we're like, I don't know what the heck's going on. So I come over and I'm like messing with it. The lighter's not going. It goes, but it doesn't light up. And so I'm like looking at the thing and I just kind of lean over just a little bit and it ignites and it just goes whoosh. <laughs> flame, bro, my hair is was so crispy. Like, like full on fire. It was, no it was so hilarious. We were just dying laughing. You know, so it cool. went out right away, but you could, yeah. I took a photo and you could just feel it. And it was just like, 
it felt like I had just hairsprayed my hair for like an hour. It was <laughs> That's so like, hard. I've seen videos of, uh, have you seen those videos of like the guys who cut hair? Like they light the person's hair on fire and like the haircuts with fire. No. Bro, I got to send you these videos. I've seen them on Instagram. People are like lighting people's hair on fire to like do haircuts. Oh my gosh! I, yeah, I don't know that, what the you advantages are. Mine off. It was crazy. Yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty cool. That's that's awesome. Sorry, I bet you guys had a lot of good moments up there. Yeah, a lot of good moments. Another one of my favorite moments from that house was uh, we are. Uh, this must have been like our holiday party, or maybe it was our album release party. I don't remember. One of the parties, <laughs> but uh, all of a sudden we're outside. You know, there's a good amount of people at this party. Music's going, we're outside, um, and all of a sudden, there's, like, a light, like, flashing over everybody. And we're like, what the heck's going on? We look up, there's a helicopter <laughs> circling the house what? with their spotlight going, like, you know, yeah, yeah. down on us. And we were like, whoa! It was like Project X. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's crazy. You, oh, you cut out a, for a little uh, second there. Yeah, okay, cool. We're back. Yeah, that's wild, dude. You guys are straight going yeah, Project back. X out there. Yeah, it was so funny. When it wasn't even like a – it wasn't that huge. I mean, it was a, it was a good solid party, but it yeah. wasn't like uh, – it wasn't like Project X. But apparently, <laughs> to whoever was flying the helicopter – you know what's funny is the police didn't even come. I think the helicopter was literally just flying by. And they saw it, and they were like, let's just mess with these guys. They're like, it's Riker! <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. They're like, he's on Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. Good segue. Good segue. What? Biggest robbery of Dancing with the Stars history? Can you confirm? <laughs> yes, right? I I don't know. I, I, think I thought it's a consensus. did a fantastic job. Okay. That's very good diplomatic errors. I'll answer on your behalf. Straight bullshit! <laughs> <laughs> That Jack Sparrow routine, man. What the? I remember watching that, dude. Like, that, really? That, like, that's in, the crazy like, thing. Like, yeah. yeah, dude. Oh, wow. We Thank were you. big fans of that show. But I didn't realize until, like, we had already been friends for a couple months. I was just, like, the, the dots connected. And I was just yeah. like, I was like, I need to let him. I need to let Riker know right now that we were pissed at the Ulrich household. <laughs> oh my gosh, you guys were. That's so funny. We were wow. pissed, man. Like, that's so funny. We were in our living room. What's going on, like, dude? You know, <sighs> compose myself. You know, I'm over it now. I'm taking a couple counts <laughs> classes. But uh, what was that experience like? Uh, everybody talks about how hard it is, but you were already kind of uh, uh, doing, like, legit dancing, right? So um, yeah, that's pretty yeah, that's part so of your incredible. life. Sure. That's what's so insane about that show is, like, I basically – you know, I knew, I understood music very, very well. And I knew basically how to dance to, you know, not really like the ballroom stuff that they do, but I kind of knew how to dance. And people go on that show that literally do not know how to dance. Like they've never danced in their lives. So I basically am going in like, I got, I'm, I got this in the bag. Like yeah. Week, I was like, please, <laughs> I already know what I'm doing. This is going to be great. And I was like, two rehearsals in and i was like oh my gosh i might die doing that. really wow so hard it was like six hours a day you know because they because in ballroom everything is so specific like you, your shoulder's not here it has to be here and if it's up here you're like you're losing points wow so it's so so and specific. they go hard they go hard so you see that one yeah. like that old man he's always like seven and you're like oh, <laughs> yeah, bro, that was a ten. Give me that bullshit 
<laughs> yeah, he's hard. He's hard to please. When I got a ten from him, I was yeah. I was stoked. Um, but yeah, dude, yeah, that was hard. Like it was just I was in afterward. I was in really good shape, and I I was already like decent shape. You know, I play hockey. And yeah, I'm pretty active, but that was just six hours a day nonstop. I mean, my body was so sore. Like we're going to get massages and like that was my first experience with like ice baths and stuff. Oh wow, yeah. Like, they give you pretty good recovery. Crap. Like, do they kind of take care of your recovery at all and stuff? There, there is a there is like a that? physical therapist. Um, okay. and then like the there's a there's a spa in Hollywood that like the whole cast goes to and great massages, you know, sauna, steam room, the whole shebang. So we would That's go nice. there. There at the there was a point where I was going like towards the end I was going like twice a week. Wow. You know, you're just, it's just every way, you know, you finish, you know, you do the show Monday and you're like, oh my gosh, you know, whoo. And then Tuesday morning, boom, new dance. Like it's just so, so much, so fast, but it was super fun. And I, I, you know, I strive in live performance and that was so much fun. That's so awesome, dude. That must've been such an incredible experience. That's so, that's so crazy that they, they really put, you're like a pro athlete at that point, you know, like, straight up practice like her quick turnaround times and then you get like to the basically the super bowl season finale of the show and what did you feel like a lot of pressure because you you felt like you got in the bag like, it was harder than you expected but were you feeling kind of any pressure as it was going on because obviously you're a competitive guy or was it more just kind of like having fun and just doing everything like doing the best yeah the, the competitiveness didn't come out for me for some reason um in this you know particular situation i just wanted to do good i didn't really care if i won or anything yeah that's cool um and uh, i've had people tell me that's why i didn't win because i didn't care <laughs> but hey it's, you like, had a yeah, great time you know other people are like win. i want to win this thing this means you know this is a big deal i'm competitive and i was just like yeah. I, like i remember at the end they were like doing interviews and they're like tell us why you should win and i was just like i don't really i mean I should win because I work hard, but like, who's to say she shouldn't win? That's like, she's doing great. <laughs> so, that's cool. All right, sun, sun's down officially. Ooh, oh, yes, yes, dude. The, oh, you got the whole look right now. Guys, this is what you look at when you're sitting across the poker table from Riker and he's slowly just milking all your money away. <laughs> oh, man. This is the face of intimidation and death for your wallet. Oh, dude, I wish, cool. I wish that was true. I, I've been. I just my cousins are way too good at that poker game, man. Bro, I've been happy. breaking out the, the 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 books. They're they're doing the calculations. They got they got the they got the guides. They're reading chapters in between card hands. I'm like, uh, Jack ten, pretty good, right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I got aces. That um, looks pretty good. Uh, I'll go for it. Yeah. Nice. Um, okay. Um, fa uh, favorite favorite Bond movie and favorite Bond uh, actor. Oh well, Daniel Craig, for sure. Uh, yeah. Favorite yeah. Bond. He's the most realistic. He's probably the best actor yes. too. I mean, everybody. You know what's funny? As I was talking about with my brother, my brother-in-law Chase. There's not a mm -hmm. bad Bond. Like everybody's good no. in their in their like Bond world. Yeah. And, you know, you love them all for different reasons, but Daniel Craig is the most realistic. Like, yeah. He looks like he could actually, like, really take down some dudes. Couldn't agree saying? more. Couldn't agree more. And, like, I always say – that's exactly what I always say. Like, Daniel Craig looks like he could kill someone, but 
But if we're yeah. talking who I would want to sleep with the most, we're going <laughs> Piers Brosnan 100%. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking Absolutely. about who i want to get in bed with it's a different story <laughs> yeah pierce is you know pierce is he's a gentle cuddler you know yeah. what i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> he'll he'll let you know that he's gonna come back with some more after he goes kill some guys you know oh that's so funny yeah i love them all though they're all great my favorite movie is probably uh i, I mean casino royale was just another level for me when i first saw that i mean i was just like i was just blown away yeah Everything awesome. I even I bought the soundtrack to that film. Oh. Uh, I got the deluxe DVD. Like I've seen Ooh. that so many times. I, I, mi- I that miss film. that. I miss like being such a big fan of a movie that you you buy the deluxe DVD package. Yeah. You know they why don't they have they don't really have stuff like that anymore. Now it's like like movie theater Netflix. Like imagine yeah. they start making Netflix like bonus feature bundles. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. they should. There's been a handful of things um, that have done that. But you know what I do. Re, uh, you know, most recently, like my most recent obsession as far as like action films go, was the last Mission Impossible, and I bought that on on Apple on Apple TV, and uh-huh. it, there's a bunch of special features. Oh wow! In that in the file, that's so, super cool. You know, you you can kind of it's not quite yeah. the same because no. there's something special about like having the DVD yeah 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 and the art and everything like they're just yeah. kids these days. I miss I miss going to the 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 blockbusters. That's really gonna date date even me bro like when i was going in middle school my mom's like going to blockbuster pick out a movie that was like an event dude that was so much fun oh yeah i know what you're talking about yeah i'll never forget when when my dad first started like mailing in dvds from netflix like early 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 netflix days like if we would have bought stock in netflix when my dad was buying netflix it would have been game over Dude, he, it was so funny when he, he would like get them shipped in in the mail. We were like, what yeah, I forgot about that. I remember seeing commercials for Netflix and it was like you you rent a movie and you mail it back kind of like a game yeah. fly or something. And I was like, why would you do that? Just go to Blockbuster. Like, yeah, drive. Yeah. Wow, I for, totally forgot. It wasn't even streaming. It was like mailing. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's crazy. And it was like it, that's the same thing. Like Amazon, oh no, we're, was just like an online bookstore. Uh, oh, there you are. Sorry, but yeah, it's, I was saying Amazon was like an online bookstore. Yeah, Amazon, same thing. Yeah, that's weird. So, uh, um, okay, so wrapping up a little bit here. Um, what like uh, you, you draw a lot of like I our, our something that I love about our conversations we had, especially from right off the bat, is we really have a lot of the similar interests in cinema and we knew movie lines that we were bouncing back and forth to each other uh i do i can't not wait for the new james bond movie every time i see that trailer i i get a little chubbed up because I, I just bro like billy eilish intro yeah. like you just can't go wrong with this one like i cannot wait to see that especially now that theaters are opening up again amazing um yeah that trailer when i saw that trailer i was like that's probably the best Bond trailer I've ever seen. Oh, dude. So the film is, the film's probably going to be spectacular. Oh, yeah. Um, so tell me about the project. You know, the, like, you, you've, you've done a lot of it. A lot of you big, your big fans know. You know, I've been letting a lot of people know about Aliens. It's been amazing. Um, kind of tell me about uh, just sort of like that process, how you felt now that it's completely edited and ready to go. Uh, like, what does it feel like to finally get it completely, like, wrapped and done and, like, perfected? How did your inspirations for your love of film and acting and e- the culmination of everything you're talking about play into this this project they have right now? And, and where do you 
thoughts and feelings now that you conceptualize uh, you conceptualize this thing during coronavirus you told me you wrote the script and just like going you know full circle something that you know negative thing that happened coronavirus just blossomed in this beautiful thing that became aliens on halloween tell me about that process and just what it's meant to you and, and what, what's going on with that well it's been uh it's been spectacular i mean I, I i was so fortunate to be able to work with so many great people um you know just from and so so when i i did a short film uh the year before called lift me up that i that i released on youtube and that yeah was sort of i just, saw that one oh awesome uh that was sort of me just being like can i do this let me just see if i can write something and let me see if i can you know we shoot it i, I know my, you know my cousin gordy is really really talented with you know the cinema cameras and and editing and so i was like i was kind of talking to him about it and i was like let's just see if we can actually you know produce a short film and see if it's any good and so when that came out and we were like that wasn't that that wasn't bad then it was like okay what are we going to do next and i had all, a couple ideas i've been working on and then uh, you know, Halloween was rolling around and we're at the party and I'm, I look at over at the bar and there's an, there's an alien, you know, full dressed up alien dude. And he's talking to some lady at the bar. And I was just like, how funny would it be if that guy wasn't, was actually an alien. And, you know, we had no idea cause it's Halloween. And then I thought, Oh, that's actually really funny. Wow. So I went back and, you know, I went home and I kind of outlined it and started writing it in very, very early stages, by the way, uh, if anybody wants to get in on the really deep nitty-gritty backstories uh of, as far as like script drafts i have each week i'm putting out you know more behind the scenes stuff on my patreon if you go to patreon.com slash Riker lynch you can get all the behind the scenes it's do it right like, now you gotta trust me <laughs> you want to so uh Patreon. yeah in that like stuff it's uh it's it, there's a lot there you can you can check it out wow um, that's awesome so you know then, I, then you know, COVID happened, and uh, I just had more time to write, so I just kind of started working on the script, and I didn't really know what was what if it was going to be a short film or what it was going to be. I was just sort of writing, and when I when I felt like I had a completed story, I was like, all right, this is you know, this is a thing. I, I you know, sent it to Gordy, and Gordy read it, and uh, my dad read it, and then uh, they was like, yeah, this is pretty funny, and then they gave me a couple feedbacks, um, you know, came, gave me some notes, and then. I uh, I had a, a table read over Zoom when Zoom was blowing up. Wow. Uh, you know, it's just like that was like the thing to do in quarantine. We were like, what do we do? We just talk on Zoom. So <laughs> I had a, I got a couple actor friends together and they read the script and it was like, oh, this is actually kind of funny and people think it's funny. So we should actually do this. So started putting, you know, the, the, the logistics together and I was like, all right, we, we, you know, we have to we have to have a spaceship set like that. You can't do this film without that because a ton of the story has, is set up there. And so I knew we were going to need actual funding. So then I got, you know, the idea of Indiegogo and had a couple people recommend a couple things to me. And they were like, Indiegogo is pretty cool. So I did that. And I have, you know, a, an amazing, amazing group of people that are very supportive of me and everything I do. Yeah. And so people jumped on right away. I mean, we raised, we raised the money for it. No problem. Um, you know, people around the world were donating. I'm sure people are watching now that donated. And then, they, and that's, it was all because of them yeah. really that we were able to do, do the thing. My mom, shout out. 
Yeah, that's right. And you, you were <laughs> one of the first people to text me about it. And you were like, bro, I've just donated. I'm ready to go. Like, bro, you know, this is going to be awesome. And I was, <laughs> we had just met, so... and I was like, from our conversations, Riker movie, full 100% take my money. Yeah, literally, we had just met like, like, literally, like weeks before. <laughs> I was like, anything this guy will make, just knowing what is the, the films he loves and his, his cultural film palette, 100% guaranteed banger. I love it. Well, thank you so much. Always no continue. Oh so, yeah. Then we, then we then we got to make it. Uh, you know, we we did the whole. Luckily, at this time, it was you know a couple months into the whole COVID, and you know there were regulations to, to follow, and so it made it pretty easy. You know, everybody just get tested and show me your results, and then you know we'll wear masks and we'll we'll be good. And so we, we were able to follow all the guidelines. And now that it's edited, it's like. Well, first of all, it was such a relief to just have it like, yes, it's done. And now, now I can show people, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So that was, that was a very, very, uh, I felt very accomplished. And I feel very proud of what I did. And then the next step is like, okay, now what do we do with it? All right. So, you know, we, you could sell it to, you could maybe sell it to Netflix or somebody, but you know, they're not going to pay that much because everybody wants their film on Netflix. So, and it's not about making money for me. It's about, it's about sharing the project and, you know, getting somebody to see it. That is going to go, I love what you did. I want to fund your next film. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so that really is film festivals. So now I have a 45 minute film. And so it's not quite a feature. It's not quite a short film. So yeah. I have this weird middle ground. So even though it's finished, now Gordy and I are going back and we're going, okay, we need to make an edit that's under 30 minutes and we need to make an edit that's under 40 minutes. Now, this has been a difficult thing to do because you get to a point where you're like, I love everything that happens in this movie. We were editing it from November to April. We edited it and we were like, you know, or I guess it was late March and we're, you know, we're, we're figuring it out. We're going through tons and tons and tons and tons and tons of edits. And then we get to a point where we're like, yes, we're stoked about this. This is great, but it's too long. Now we have to cut it down even shorter. So it's just like, Oh my heck. But with that being said, I'm incredibly proud of the project and you know, everybody that worked on it, everybody that donated, I'm so grateful. I think it's something very special and it's something that you know if nothing else i'll be able to show my kids one day and be like look what i made that's awesome. you know because the, the thing will be you know your 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 grandchildren are going to go what did you do during the great pause as they say you know during the, the coronavirus outbreak you know that'll be like a thing that your grandkids are going to ask and i'll be able <laughs> to be like i made this film yeah so that's kind of a cool thing for me i'm, I'm awesome, really proud man. about that and um Hopefully we'll be able to get to some film festivals. Amazing. Um, for some reason, it's counting down the remaining time on the live. Usually it can go over an hour, but I don't know why it's limiting us. So we have 30 seconds left. That was the, the amazing. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Perfect timing. That was an amazing way to sort of express that. You know, I'm so excited for you guys. If you're not following Riker, that movie that's coming out, I promise you is going to be amazing. Continue to support him. And before we cut off, tell, tell, tell them what's going on. Tell them what they can do to donate, all that stuff. And then, uh, well, the donations are closed for now, but there'll, <laughs> there'll be another one. And, you know, just, uh, you know, follow me on Instagram and you'll, you'll,